Oh, come on, let's give him some praise. Every praise belongs to Jesus. Let's give Jesus some mighty praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, it feels good in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, oh, that men would praise the Lord. Hallelujah, we worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we give every bit of praise and worship to the one that's worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord and give God a shout of praise one more time. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Amen. As I've said before, it's so good to be in the presence of the Lord and to be with God's people. I don't take it lightly. I'm very grateful, amen, to be a part of the kingdom of God, part of his church. Amen. I greet you all in the name of the Lord. Does anybody, does anybody love the Lord here tonight? Anybody love Jesus? Hallelujah. I'm thankful to be amongst, amen, like-minded people that love God. And that's what we're doing around here. We're building a kingdom of God lovers. There's a world out there that they hate God and they, they, they hate the idea and the concept of God. But we want an atmosphere in here that we feel right now that there's just a bunch of people that just, they're Jesus freaks. They just love Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. And verse 10, verse number 10. I've got a word that I feel to preach to this house. And, uh, you know, we only have a, we only have a couple days left in this year. And, you know, these moments, they may not mean a whole lot to some people. Uh, but I, I think there's something powerful about these, these demarcations in life. Amen. That when the year starts, when the year ends, those kinds of things. I think those are important. And, uh, and I want to I take my time here tonight to preach to us what I feel like God's given to me for you and for all of us. And uh, I hope it's a blessing and hope it's an encouragement uh, in these last few days, last few weeks of the year. And also as we're prepping and gearing up for this next year. And uh, you'll understand that statement here in a moment. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 8, and verse 10, the Bible says, And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may also be a performance also out of that which you have. Was anybody else confused by that verse? That was a confusing verse, right? Sometimes when you read Paul's writings, he does these back and forth statements that unless you are a Bible scholar or you know Greek and Hebrew, you're going to struggle with. So I'm going to help us out here tonight. I'm going to read a couple other versions because I had to read it a few times myself. The ESV puts it this way. And in this matter, I give my judgment. This benefits you who a year ago started not only to do this work, but also to desire to do it. So now finish doing it as well, so that your readiness in desiring it may be matched by your completing of it out of what you have. And now I'm going to read it in the NLT version. Here is my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. 
Last year, you were the first who wanted to give. You were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness that you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving or your actions and give or act in proportion to what you have left. I want to take my title from the NLT version. Finish what you started. Finish what you started. Would you set down your Bibles and would you lift up your voice and let's pray. Come on, would you lift up your hearts and your mouths. God, we give you praise today. The fruit of our lips, Jesus, we exalt you. And God, we are believing, Lord, that you are going to implement this and deposit this into our spirits, God. But I pray, Lord, that it would, it would go beyond just this service and this moment, God. Amen. Even this time of year, Lord, but this would become part of who we are as a people, God. Amen, Lord. I believe that you are desiring us to finish what we start, God. And I'm praying, Lord, that you would give us the strength and the courage, God, that the eagerness that we showed in the beginning would be matched now, amen, in our finishing of that very thing, God. We give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, finish what you started. Turn to somebody else and tell them that same thing. Finish what you started. Amen. God bless you. you may be seated for a few moments today. As we are gearing up for this new year, there are many that will be making New Year's resolutions. How many, how many people here have got an idea of what they want their New Year's resolution to be? Uh, maybe you don't have them. you got a few days to think it over. Gyms are soon to be filled up with people that don't know how to work the equipment. <laughs> Amen. Praise God for the best of said. That's me. Now, there's going to be people that flood in, and they're going, to, they're going to fill up those gyms. Snack companies and sugar companies are going to see a decline in sales. That's why they push it so strongly during the holiday season. Online courses and uh, different educational avenues are going to be purchased, so on and so forth. People will start this year off on their journey to lose weight, to save money, to do whatever it takes to finally get that promotion that they've been dreaming of. There are people that will plan that dream vacation that they've always wanted to take. There's people that are going to be making those kind of resolutions and those kind of plans. To a degree, this is good because it is a refocusing on what is, what is valued by each and every individual. It is projecting what each person wants to see in their life. I think that sometimes these acts are acts of faith. You are currently living in a different circumstance, but you are hoping and you are dreaming for a better future, for a better self, for a better life, for a better job, whatever it might be. Yet with all the desire to see new things accomplished and new habits formed, very few end up accomplishing their resolutions. Statistics show that 80% fail to complete their resolution and most of that 80% give up by February. 
This is shocking, amen, but it shows a fact, amen, and a side of humanity that can be detrimental to each of us. We are addicted as a people to starting new things, amen. We start new things for a few reasons. I'll only name a few here tonight because we don't have time to list every reason that people start new things, but first we start new things because we in our, it may not be something we can express, but in our subconscious, we believe that there are massive rewards that can be obtained through minimal effort. Because when it's an idea, it all seems golden. Starting new things brings with it excitement. It brings with it encouraging feelings. Amen. We start to daydream and we think about what it would be like to drive that kind of car and what it would be like to live in that kind of house. It's, amen, that idea that if we had the new job, things would just be completely different. And there is this idea that we are going to receive a massive reward from whatever this new thing is. And I think that there can be some benefits of that because sometimes you have to dream, amen, right where you're living, amen, in order to see better days. And you've got to dream right where you're living in order to see better things, amen. There's something about a dream that causes people to get up from where they are and to press towards that new thing. And there's something about a dream that causes people to put in as much as they can so that they might see those dreams fulfilled, amen. There's something about people dreaming about new things that helps them to invent things that have never been invented before and discover things that have never been known before. There's something about the dreams that you and I have and that you and I possess that are good, that propel us to move forward from where we are. There's something beautiful about dreaming and, and of, of, of what would be and what could be if we just start this new thing. Secondly, we start new things because we, we begin to see them as important. We then reprioritize our efforts around this new thing. And because it is in our nature to love the feeling of importance, amen, that, feel, that makes us feel special, we trick our brains into believing that new equals important. Hallelujah. I've just come to talk to us here tonight for a few moments. Amen. We get the idea that if it's new, it's important. The, the issue with both of these is that by having the desire towards new things, we, we tend to start forgetting about the old things. And when we prioritize and put such emphasis on the new and see what is new as being shiny and being important, uh, it starts to put everything else that we used to think was shiny and what we used to think is important uh, is now been put on the back burner. And, and as we reprioritize, we put something else in the front and everything else gets moved to the back or completely out of our lives. And sometimes this is not good for you and I. Amen. Sometimes it's good to put new things in the front. And sometimes it's good to make new things important. And sometimes it's good to reprioritize if your old priorities have not led you further in life and not closer to God. God, but there are times when you can remove things because they no longer have the shine or the shimmer and they no longer have
have, amen, the appeal, and you're no longer getting the dopamine response in your brain because it's lost its newness and it's lost its excitement and it's just become another old thing. But I want to preach to us for a few moments. There's some old things that are still just as powerful. There's some old things that should never be moved to the back. There's some old things that should never be left alone. There's some old things that we should not just start, but we should finish. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. In both of these scenarios, people are more excited about the idea itself uh, rather than the fundamental habits or necessary actions that one would have to take in order to bring the new idea to life. When you think about the new job, you think, oh, how wonderful it would be. And all we see in our dreams uh, are the very best of things. And everything is glittering and everything is shimmering. And when you see, I'm using things that hopefully will help us understand the deeper concept here today. But when you get and you see that new car on the lot, uh, it doesn't have a dent. It doesn't have a scratch. And it's even got low miles. Amen. And, and you're looking at it thinking, amen. That that's got to be more exciting uh, than this beater with a heater that I've been driving. And it's it's more exciting, uh, amen, than, than the dented car that I own and the scratched car that I own. But uh, and there's this idea that that if I could get that, if I I could I could obtain that, that somehow I would I would become a better person, that I would become happier, that my life would go up a couple more notches. But but what's not considered uh, when you are daydreaming? And what's not considered when you are starting an endeavor uh, is the pain that you might endure uh, to obtain. Everybody wants a new car, but nobody wants a new car payment. Everybody wants a new house, but nobody wants a new house payment. Everybody wants a new job, but not everybody wants a new boss. Everybody wants, uh, amen, a new job, but they don't necessarily want a new schedule. And there's things that have, there's a give and there's a take. And, and when you are dreaming about it, you don't see all those things down the road. And you get started on this endeavor. Uh, I'm going to get excited. Uh, I, I'm going to get in shape. Uh, I'm going to do X, Y, or Z. But then you got to start eating right, and it starts changing the way you feel about it and, and I'm going to get that new car but then you realize uh, that the bank account does not line up uh, with your desire and you start thinking about the fact that my hoopty's looking a whole lot better my beater with a heater is looking real nice right now because I don't have a car payment. Can I help you today that if you can refocus on what really matters, uh, you can start seeing that sometimes the old thing, uh, amen, is better uh, than the new thing. Amen. Sometimes we get addicted to the next addiction. It's, a, it's, it's the next house, the next car, the next, the next relationship, the next. Uh, this is going to be better. And we get this idea in our brain that this is what causes people to end up in divorce and, and, and cheating on their spouse because they start thinking that if I could just end up with this person or, or go out with this individual that it's going to be better than the spouse I have. But it's a fallacy because everybody's breath stinks in the morning. And eventually every new car gets a dent and a scratch. And eventually Eventually, every house is paint chips. 
can I preach? Uh, there's just some things uh, that you need to finish what you started uh, and realize there's more fulfillment uh, in finishing than there is uh, in dreaming up some new thing. That there's more, there's more joy uh, in finishing what you started uh, than there is the dopamine response uh, in starting something new. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Maybe this is why Solomon declared in Ecclesiastes 7 and 8, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Amen. Everybody likes the new thing. But I want to tell you that sometimes when you look at it, uh, amen, from, from where you are, you look backwards, you realize uh, that the end of some things uh, is a lot better than the beginning of them. Uh, amen. This is why Jesus declared, uh, amen, speaking of those that would be his disciples. Uh, he said, which of you intending to build a tower uh, sits not down first and counts the cost, uh, whether they have sufficient to finish it. Amen. I want to tell you, Jesus is talking about disciples. Uh, amen. And he's saying, before you ever get started on being one of my disciples, uh, you might take the opportunity to sit down, uh, have a little moment of consultation, uh, and figure out whether or not that living for Jesus is really for you. I know, I know as being a pastor and being a preacher, amen, I want to see everybody hit the altar, amen, get the Holy Ghost right away and get baptized, amen, but I've seen a lot of people hit the altar, amen, get the Holy Ghost right away and I never saw them again, amen, but there is something too that I think it's good that people come and they pray, but what I'm looking for, amen, the longer that I pastor and the more that I live for God is people that are willing, though it may be painful, to sit down and say, yeah, this idea of living for God is good, it's it's glamorous, but can I sit down for a moment and find out whether or not I have enough in me, amen, or whether or not I have enough desire to finish what I started? Amen. There's some people in church today that you got started in this thing and you think, man, somebody tricked me into the church and you didn't have a moment to sit down and figure it out whether or not you had enough to finish it. I want to tell you that God is calling to you today that you need to make it up in your mind. Amen. I'm going to finish what I started. Because you can't live in the in-between of just getting started but not finishing. You can't start this race and not finish it. You've got to make a decision today. I'm going to finish my race. Somebody ought to clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Let me help somebody today. There is no limbo in God. You can't sit there in limbo and say, well, I kind of want to live for God. This is what happens when people don't count the cost. It was a great idea in the moment, but now they feel trapped. Amen. It'd be better for you to sit down and think it over. This is what Jesus is saying. Amen. Make sure that you are going to finish what you start. Amen. Finish your walk with God. Amen. It would be better for you, amen, to make the decision, I'm going to live for God, or I know that this is not often preached, I just made the decision, I'm not going to live for God anymore. If you don't have a sufficient to finish it, Jesus is saying don't worry about it. Amen. Because he didn't want anybody. He said lest after you laid the foundation you're not able to finish it. And people start mocking you and saying this person began to build but they were not able to finish. I want to tell you that when God saved you, he gave you enough to finish it. When God delivered you, he gave you enough to finish it. But it's your responsibility 
and it's my responsibility to finish what we started. He gave us the tools. He gave us the equipment. He helped us to get ready and to prepare. He said, I already prepared a place for you. He's given us everything we need to live according to his riches in Christ Jesus. But we've got to make the decision. I'm going to swing the hammer and build my life in Jesus. I'm going to lay the foundation and live my life for Jesus. I'm going to pray the prayers and finish my walk with God. Somebody ought to clap your hands and shout. Come on, let's love him. Let's love him all across the building. Come on. I feel him in this house. Come on, God's calling to you and I. We've got to finish what we started. We've got to finish what we started. Come on, somebody pray in this house. Amen. We've got to have that, that in our hearts. God doesn't call you into the kingdom to get you halfway. Amen. This is why some people get frustrated in their walk with God. I'll tell you why they get frustrated. It's not God and it's not other people. It's the fact that they have not continued to finish where they started. Hallelujah. These are the people that get addicted to every next and new word from God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you why they're addicted to a new word from God, because they have not yet finished the last word that they received. And this is why they get frustrated. I'll tell you why they get frustrated, because they aren't always receiving a new word from God, because God won't give you and I a new word until we finish the last one that he gave us. Amen. Maybe I'll preach it another time, but there are times when God goes silent. I'll tell you when God goes silent, it's when he's already spoken. Amen. And God's already said it, and God's already declared it, and now he's put the ball in your court, and God's put the ball in my court, and we've got to finish with what God has told us. Come on, somebody. Am I preaching to anybody on a Wednesday night? Uh, you, you can't stay in limbo and say, well, I got that word. Where's the next one? Where's the next one? Where's the next one? Uh, you'll become sorely disappointed in God because you won't get a new word. You won't get a new vision. You won't get a new dream. Uh, all God will do is send a preacher after preacher after preacher. Amen. Pre I'll get up and I'll preach Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, and you'll start thinking, when's he going to get a new message? Uh, I, I may never get a new message uh, until somebody makes a decision. I'm going to do something with what I heard. I'm going to take what God has prepared for me and I'm going to put it into the building of the kingdom. I Oh, come on, somebody. I'm going to use what God has given me, and I'm going to build. I'm going to use what God has given to me, and I'm going to finish what I started. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Amen. Paul told the Galatians, he asked the question, are you foolish? What's foolish about these people? He said, having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect or do you finish in the flesh? Can I help us here tonight? Amen. On the last one of the last services of the year. Amen. If you started this year in the spirit, are you going to finish it carnal? Hallelujah. If God started you full of the Holy Ghost, are you going to finish your days on this earth out being half empty, twice dead, plucked up by the roots? Or have you made the decision, I started being baptized by fire, and I'm going to be on fire? 
Come on, somebody. I started out with excitement and with joy and with peace. And I promise you this, when that trumpet sounds, I'm going out with a shout. I'm going out with a bang. I'm going out with joy. I'm going out with excitement. I'm going out with peace. I started this thing uh, getting right with God, and I'm leaving this thing right with God. Uh, I started this walk with him, uh, amen, joyous and excited and being a praiser. And I and God help me uh, if I leave this earth, uh, amen, sitting on a pew with my arms folded. Uh, I didn't start in the spirit to end in the flesh. Uh, I didn't start a worshiper to end up bitter. Uh, I didn't start out loving God to start hating God's people. I started this race so that I could finish it. I started this kingdom so I could finish it. I started in, come on, somebody, give him praise. Are there any finishers in the house of God that said, I started, and with God's help, I'll finish. I started in the spirit, and I'm finishing in the spirit. Somebody ought to clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Come on, lift up your voice and magnify the Lord. Come on. I refuse to finish in my flesh. I refuse to finish carnal. I refuse to finish uh, with the wrong mindset. Uh, I refuse to finish bitter. Uh, I, re I refuse to finish that way. Uh, I'm going to finish full of joy. Uh, I'm going to finish I'm going to finish doing the will of God. Uh, I'm going to finish my race. Uh, I'm going to finish my course. Uh, I'm going to finish in the faith. Oh, somebody I'll clap your hands and give God praise. Come on, let's love him. Let's love him all across the building. Hallelujah. Got to make a decision. How are you going to finish? And, and, and let me just put it this way, church. Anybody like chess in the house of the Lord? Oh, there's a couple of you. All right, I like chess. I'm not that great, but I enjoy it. Because it's a strategy game. You know, chess has three parts. It has the opener, it has the mid game, and it has the end game. I'm going to go over right, over right over some people's head, but you should be able to get the concept. The opener is pretty much mechanical. You know exactly what you're going to do. They're just set. There's just some moves that you already know are bad moves. Let me tell you, when you get saved, you got to get in your Bible because you're going to find out real quick there's just some bad moves to make. Amen. When you, when you, it's like kids, when they first start walking, they start tripping and falling. They learn real quick what not to do. When you first get saved, amen, you start learning what not to do. Amen. And this is why some people, when they first get saved, and even, even, even when somebody's uh, uh, newer and younger in the ministry, they're always preaching against things because they've learned real good. Amen. Their first word was no. They learned what no means. And, and they've learned that, and that's good. You need to know what no means. You need to know where to stay away from and where not to go. But somewhere along the lines, you got to graduate, uh, amen, from what, knowing what not to do, and you got to graduate and grow up and enter the mid-game where you start knowing what to do. Amen. I want to tell you that at the very beginning, everything's mechanical. Everybody makes the same moves, and you can immediately in the beginning find out who doesn't know what they're doing because they start making dumb moves, and you start finding out real quick in life uh, the people that make dumb moves because they don't know what they're doing. Amen. And when they start their walk with God, they start making moves. And, amen. Some of us that live for God a while, we start cringing and thinking, man, I wish they hadn't have done that. And you talk with them, and you counsel them, and, and you try to give them good advice. Don't go that direction. Don't do that. Uh, I, I wish you wouldn't make that move. And, and 
some that are wise, they take advice and they heed it uh, and they hear the preaching and they receive it. Uh, and they, as the Bible said, gladly receive the word. And, and they take what has been preached and take what's been taught. Amen. I want to tell you, those people are going to make it into the mid game. Those people are going to make it a little ways, amen. But but there's some people, they start out and they, 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 they start making moves, but then you enter the next phase, that mid-game, where, where now it's not mechanical. There's now a lot of gray areas. There's now, amen, not necessarily Bible for this or for that. And Amen, there's people that start getting tripped up in the mid-game, and they start asking, well, is this a heaven or hell issue? I want to tell you, you don't know what you're doing, amen, because you're looking at this, whether it's a heaven or hell issue, not a whether or not you're pleasing God issue. And you miss the concept of this. Uh, what are you gearing up for? Uh, I want to tell you there's some folks uh, that you're in the middle of your life. Don't have a midlife crisis. Uh, I want to tell you have a midlife plan. Uh, as the preacher preached last week, have a midlife idea of what you're going to do and what you're going to prepare. If you're just in the middle of your walk with God, make a decision. Uh, I'm building my life in such a way uh, that when I get to the end, uh, when I get to the end, I know what I'm doing. I've got a plan. Somebody ought to give God praise. You need to start making decisions today that are not just for today, that are for your future. You need to start making decisions today that are for your children and for your grandchildren. Don't make a mistake today because you got something riding on it. You got to finish what you started. Amen. Amen. Get to that mid game and people start, you know what they're doing? If they know what they're doing, they're setting up their strategy. There's some folks, amen, that you need to start setting up your strategy. Amen. And I want to tell you what you're setting up for. It might seem tedious. It might seem boring. Uh, but, but those that really know what they're doing, uh, they start finding ways to win. There's some people you've been playing for so long not to lose, you never figured out how to win. Amen. You, you can't play in the defensive all of your life. Somewhere along the lines, you've got to get a plan for your future. You've got to get a plan for the finish. You've got to... I didn't really come to preach about it, but somewhere along the lines, you've got to start planning for retirement. Well, Jesus is coming back. You're right, but what if he doesn't come back for 45, 50 years? What are you going to do? I want to tell you, there's some people need to start making plans uh, that at the end of this, uh, I'm going to be stronger than I ever was. I'm going to be more prepared than I ever was. I'm going to be, I'm going to finish what I started. As you get to that, you get to that final. If you play that mid game right, you start moving into the end game. And now, it's just a matter of time before you win. Come on, somebody. Yeah, at the beginning, in the middle, there's a lot of things that could happen that could start to trip you up. But if you start playing those and you start uh, handling it right, amen, I want to tell you that trials come and tribulation comes. But if you handle it right, you're, what are you doing? You're getting yourself set up to finish strong. Uh, amen, I came to preach to the church, uh, amen, that, that the church of the living God is no longer in the opener. The openers repent and be baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, speak in other tongues. The church is no longer in the mid-game, coming out of the dark ages, having the Azusa Street revival, amen and planting churches across the nation, across the world. I want to tell you the church of the living God, we're living in the last of the last days. What is that? That's the end game, and we can't mess up now. Amen. Every generation before us has set the church up for the future, and we can't fail now. They got us started. They got us going in the middle, and we've got to finish what was started. We 
The church started with a prayer meeting. Don't, don't, don't finish without one. The church started with preaching. Don't finish without preaching. The church started with worship. Don't finish without worship. The church started with the word of God. Don't finish without the word of God. The church started with holiness. Don't finish without holiness. We've been called to finish what we started. Somebody ought to stand across the building and shout with a voice of triumph. Come on. Come on. Church, we're in the end. We're in the end. We're in the end. Are you trying to finish it? Are you trying to go all the way? Somebody ought to lift up your hands and let's pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, on this Wednesday night, I just came to encourage the church, don't quit now. You've come too far to quit. I've come to encourage the church, amen, don't, don't, don't stop pressing towards the finish line. Keep pressing towards the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. You've got to finish what you started. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody pray. We're in the end game, church. We're in the end game. Come on, do you got a plan to win somebody to God? We're in the end game. Do you got a plan to win your family to God? Uh, we're in the end game. Do you have a plan to help the church move forward? Uh, we're in the end game. Do you have a strategy, uh, amen, to help the kingdom of God move forward in the last days? Uh, are you just standing by? Uh, are you just waiting to quit? Uh, do you have an end game strategy? Uh, are you going to finish strong uh, as you started? Are you going to finish as excited as you were when you started? Somebody ought to lift up your voice and pray. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost on this Wednesday night. Come on. Come on. It is good to finish what you started. It is good to finish what you started. Come on, somebody pray. Somebody pray. Come on, we need some people to finish what they started. Come on, you planned something at the beginning of this year that you were going to do for God. You got a couple days left. You got a couple weeks left. Uh, don't stop now. Uh, don't quit now. There were some goals and some plans you made before the Lord. Uh, don't stop now. Finish what you started. Oh, come on, somebody pray. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, I know it's not as exciting, uh, amen, as starting something new. Amen, getting a new plan, getting a new idea. But if you could take the plans you have and the, the dreams God already gave you uh, and finish them, I wonder what God would do with you. Uh, I wonder what God could do through you if you just stuck to one thing. Hallelujah. I came to minister to somebody. We're going to pray. We're going to pray, but I want you to hear me. If you're praying, keep praying. You can get addicted to the next thing, always starting something new. And, and there's some level of excitement that comes with that. But excitement fades as fast as it comes. Yeah, it can. It really does. You know, you start, you start dating and all of a sudden, yeah, you get annoying. Right? We've all been in that stage. Well, then you make the decision, I'm not marrying that one. 
But there comes a point where you, you, you move beyond that. You start looking for permanence. Hallelujah. Yeah, that, that stage of life, there's certain things you can do when you're 15, 16 years old, but when you hit 60 years old, you got to stop doing that. I'm just trying to use things that are relatable, all right? You know, like that, that midlife crisis dude that goes and buys himself a Corvette, and, and he's, he's got stroke medication, and he goes and finds himself a 21-year-old girlfriend. I heard a comedian say, you don't need a girlfriend. You need somebody that knows the signs of a stroke. <laughs> you know, there just comes a point in life, you need permanence. You know, people get weird when they start flipping this. They, they, they never get rid of the new thing. The new idea, the new this, the new that, the new, new, new. And they get so excited about the new. And the only way they get joy and excitement is if they keep jumping the new. Anybody know somebody like this? They never finish anything. Every project they've ever started has never gotten finished. Hallelujah. Let me be brother finisher today. I hate it with all my heart because my dad always preached to me. Don't start it if you're not going to finish it. I didn't even know he was preaching to me a biblical concept, but I could quote you his message. If you start it, finish it. It didn't matter what it was, a project or a fight. Come on, somebody. If you, if you started a fight against the devil, don't, don't give up and quit. Fight till you're bloody. My dad would always tell me, you come back dead. You got to fight until there ain't no fight left. You got to keep going. Why? Because you must finish what you start. But there is an element there. If you just keep jumping from one thing to the next, you'll get excited. But it will leave you. But there is a fulfillment that comes when you can look back over a life of faithfulness and say, with the help of God, look what I finished. Come on, somebody. It's not as exciting. In fact, there will not be very many people that pat you on the back for what, what they didn't see because you were just doing, as I preached a little while ago, in the incremental. But you just kept doing it. You just kept doing it. You just kept doing it. You just kept praying. You just kept believing God. You just kept fasting. You just kept working on it. it, it and and this, is, this is what Paul told him. He said, it is good for you to finish what you started. But there's people today that they... That maybe this is your personality type. You like starting new things because you get this joy uh, and excitement from all the new things you start. And you're asking, preacher, how? How do I finish what I start? I don't know how to do it. I've never done it all my life. Relationships, I start one, end that one. Start the next one, end that one. Job, start this one, end that one. Start this one, end that one. And, and never allowed anything to tie you down. And never allowed anything to plant you in life. And you were always floating around like a vagabond through life. How do I finish what I started? This is what Paul said. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched right now in the finishing of the deed I preached it before passion is not roses passion is not uh, date nights passion is I did the dishes <laughs> passion is I'm here tomorrow next week next week 
next week, next week, next week. You know what it is? It's building a life. It is, it is constructing. Amen. The Bible says that Noah prepared an ark. As, amen. was preached. Amen. But you know what that translates out to? Noah didn't just start the ark. Noah finished it. Because what good is a boat with a bunch of holes? And what good is a life with a bunch of, a bunch of beams that nobody ever finished? And now every, everything's sinking and you don't know what's happening. I'll tell you what it is. You take one area in God and say, Lord, if, I just, if this is all I do to the rest of my days, I'm going to finish this thing that you've called me to do. I'm going to finish where I started. It might be, uh, amen, maybe you try to start all these new exciting things, but God's calling you back, uh, amen, to, to rebuilding and to building up your character and saying, I'm going to work on this. I'm not going to work on all these other skills, talents, and abilities that might get me some fanfare, but I'm going to work on this area of my life. Uh, amen, maybe if somebody needs to go back to the very basics of living for God, I'm going to go back to trying to be like Jesus uh, and you just work on that every day uh, everybody thinks you're foolish uh, but you just keep working on that area of your life uh, amen you just say God uh, I'm going to be as excited uh, amen as at finishing this uh, as I was uh, when I started this we've heard it preached before and I'm done right here he told the church at Laodicea I've got something against you he said you're neither hot nor cold he goes you've lost your first Everybody can quote it, but can we live it? What is that first love? Jesus is the first love. But it's kind of like when you're dating. Well, my marriage is unhappy. Well, go back to dating. Not somebody else. Date your spouse. <laughs> Had to clarify. Come on, somebody. I'm having fun tonight. It's only I've only been preaching for 39 minutes. You're all right. I'm done right here, but... Well, my marriage is miserable. Well, your dating life was exciting. What made it miserable? It's your mentality about it. Come on, somebody. Don't leave me out here by myself. I just made my decision. I'll, I, it may be the only thing I do for the rest of my life. I'm just going to date my wife. <laughs> it may be the only thing I do right. But if I... You know what? It's those things that you, 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 you don't take one another for granted because you realize, uh, amen, that God gave you that and God blessed you with that. And you just make it up in your mind every day. I'm going to treat it as special as it is. Amen. And that, how do I, how do I live for God? Uh, amen. After 30 years, after 20 years, I want to tell you, I've been living for God. This August will be 20 years. Uh, amen. I, I, you can ask anybody that's ever known me. I'm more excited today than I was when I first got saved. Because I didn't just start start this walk with God to get bored after 20 years. I started it because one day he's going to part the clouds and I'm going to look up to heaven and say, I've been waiting for you all my life. But you got to finish what you started. You got to take that same zeal you had when you first got saved, first got married, first got the job, whatever it might be, and say, God, uh, if you help me to prolong this, uh, God, if you help me to propagate uh, this eagerness and this excitement and this joy, uh, I'll transfer it to every area of my life, God. Amen. I'll never lose my gratefulness for what you blessed me with. Uh, I'll never lose my gratefulness for what you called me to do. I'll never lose my grace. I'll finish what you called me to do. Somebody lift up your hands. Let's pray. I'm done preaching. Come on. There's God is calling to this church. 
God has called us to finish what we started. Amen. We didn't just start this thing, uh, amen, because it was exciting and a cool idea. We started this thing because God gave us everything we needed to finish it, and we will finish it, church. We will finish what we started. We will finish what we started, and we will not finish diminished. We will not finish less than. We will not finish, amen, with our arms folded or unhappy. We will finish with the same eagerness that we started with the same love that love for Jesus that brought you into the kingdom. You need to use it to help bring somebody else into the kingdom. That same love for Jesus that caused you to be a worshiper. Why don't you finish being a worshiper and help somebody else learn to worship. Amen. Because you love Jesus. That same love for God that brought you into this kingdom and brought you into this church. Help the church move forward with the same amount of love and the same amount of eagerness. Somebody pray. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and pray? Come on. You and God know exactly what I'm preaching about. Amen. You know there's areas that God's been talking to you about. And he's saying go back to your first works. Go back to some of those things. And don't just leave them undone. But finish them. Finish what you started. If you started a prayer life, don't stop the prayer life finish the prayer life. If you started a, a, a reading of the Word of God, don't stop reading the Word. Just finish reading the Word. Amen. If God has called you into the ministry, don't stop when you get discouraged. Finish what you started. Come on. Come on, hallelujah. Amen, I just came to preach. There's no new calls coming today. There's new, no new dreams coming today. Amen, maybe another day, but today God is going to bring back some things to your memory and have you pray about it again. God's going to bring some things to your memory and have you think about it again and have you dream about it again and have you finish what you started again. Somebody pray. Come on, would you empty out your seats? In the name of Jesus. Come on, don't let, don't let bitterness cause you to miss out on finishing. Don't let offense cause you to finish out on missing, uh, finishing. Don't allow, amen, carnality to cause you to, to miss out on finishing. I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. I have done the will of God. I finished what I started. Come on, somebody pray. Somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. You have enough to finish. You've already counted the cost. Now put it into action. Put it into work. He gave you everything you need. You just got to make the effort. Come on, piece by piece, I'm finishing what God called me to do. Moment by moment, I'm finishing what God called me to do. Service by service, I'm finishing what God called me to do. I'll finish what I started.
Somebody needs to believe this. God will strengthen you to finish it. God will strengthen you to finish it. And your ladder will be greater. You'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. But you got to work at it. you got to pray for it. you got to finish it. Come on, somebody pray all across this building. Come on, somebody pray all across this building. You have to believe that your finish will be greater than the way you started. Hallelujah. Maybe it's this year. You need to finish stronger than you started. Maybe it's your walk with God. You need to finish stronger than you started. Maybe you were a little shaky in the middle, but you can finish stronger. Maybe your marriage started off a little shaky, but you can finish with the happiest marriage on earth. Maybe your life was a little hard, but you can finish with a great life in Jesus. Somebody pray. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, lift up your hands and let's pray all across this house. Come on, God has supplied you and I with everything we need to finish. He would never call you and I without supplying every one of our needs. You can do it. You can make it. 
You just have to desire to make it. You have to have the eagerness to make it. You have to put in the effort to make it. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray all across this building. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're coming to the end of the year. May not be significant for some, but I find these moments to be quite significant, especially for uh, the church and for individuals. You still got time. Everybody said amen. Maybe yours is not on a calendar or chronological. Maybe it's not something that's one year. But you got a dream, a vision, a goal from God. A plan that you made through prayer. It may not get finished this year. It may not get finished next year. But make it up in your mind. With the help of God, I'm going to finish what I started. I've had friends that have, man, when we were 16 years old, 15 years old, all we could think about was being used of God. Preaching and traveling the country and doing all these things. We didn't, we didn't know what we were signing up for, man, let me tell you. We, the dream was super exciting, but there's this middle part of the dream that you don't really realize is there. But, but you know, there, there was those times we were all excited. But I wish I could tell you tonight, everybody, everybody did it. Everybody finished it. But I can't speak for everybody else. And neither can you. In fact, Jesus told Peter, Peter's talking about, what, what am I going to do? And, and God says, you follow me and you keep going. And, and he goes, what about John? Well, what if they don't finish? What if they don't, they don't go all the way? What if they don't live for God? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Basing his life on somebody else's decisions. Come on, somebody. That's why you haven't finished. Because you're waiting on somebody else to make a decision before you make a decision. And Jesus said, what is John to you? I'm talking to you. I want to tell you, the, the walk with God, the calls of God, and, 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 and the dreams that God gives are individual. And if God gave it to you, he will supply you with everything you need. Let me help you. You and Jesus is enough to fulfill everything God planned for your life. And Jesus old Peter, he said, you don't worry about that. You focus on finishing what you started. You finish what I've called you to do. Can I, can I help us here today? Make a decision. Make it up in your heart. Make it up in your mind. There's going to come days it's not as glamorous as starting something new and, and starting some new adventure. But I want to tell you, it's more fulfilling to finish what you have started. Lift up your hands one more time as we pray. God, we love you. We thank you today. Amen, God, that you who has begun a good work in us will finish it till the day of Christ. And God, if you will finish the work in us, then God, you will empower us to finish the work that you've got inside of you, God. I pray right now, Lord, that you'd give the church the strength, that you'd give individuals the strength, families the strength, ministries the strength to continue finishing what they have started in Jesus. I pray, God, that you'd bless us and bring us back to this house so we can continue finishing revival in this city and in this region. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen.
shake hands, be friendly, love one another. If you want to keep praying, you're welcome to keep praying. But tell somebody, you got to finish what you started in Jesus' name. God bless you.